Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection, with free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of Pro Shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C. and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us tonight on the Above180.com podcast is Bill Hall. For more on Bill, check out BillHallBowling.com. Bill, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Well, I appreciate you guys having me back. I really do. It's it's always fun to get on these shows and try and see if we can spread the word of bowling. Well, that's exactly what we, Tim and I, both plan on doing tonight, and uh, it's a pleasure having you back as well. Uh, I'd like to open the interview tonight with... A few questions. I got a number of questions, Bill, because I don't know if you know, but I'm an inquisitive type. My brain's always turning, and I'm always wondering about things, and I like questioning experts. And you've come up with and developed a new drilling technique called tri-grip, which, uh, to be honest with you, I was somewhat skeptical about initially, but I bought into it, and uh, so far the response I'm getting from customers has been extremely positive. So do you want to share with us how you came up about developing this new method of drilling? Well, you know, after drilling well over 100,000 bowling balls in my lifetime, uh, I kept looking and I kept wondering, why is it that when you work with a player and you get their game put together, when you come back, the release, you know, and you leave them for a little while, the release looks like it did when you left them at the first time, and they're right back to the same mistake. So I came up with the idea that, you know what, the ball just cannot be balanced because we all manipulate our, our physical game to the feel of our hand. And if the hand, if the balance of the hand is not good enough, then you're just going to end up going back to what you were doing. So I started studying more and more into the kinesiology of the hand. And people are very much under the wrong impression the there are no straight tendons in the hand if you look at the tendons or the shape of the tendons in the hand it basically looks like a spider web so i was did more and more research on the leverages of the hand and how they the hand actually functions so after looking at that i came up with the idea of trying to establish the the way the balance of the ball would be different in the hand so i went through I would say easily a hundred different drillings with a basic idea and kept fine-tuning and fine-tuning and fine-tuning and at the same time studying the kinesiology of the hand. So basically, Bill, are you saying for decades, I mean, pro shops have been measuring or drilling balls, not incorrectly, but maybe not as accurately or as, as in tune to the hand structure as they possibly could be drilling? 
I think that with anything, you learn different advancements. And, you know, not to say any technique is wrong, but what I found is that as as I went along, uh, when you start manipulating the balance of the hand the wrong way, what happens is people end up with wrist pain because we are out of a sport. We move the heaviest object with a swinging-type motion. So... Imagine trying to manipulate your hand the wrong way and shooting a basketball over and over and over again. It's only in time going to create a wear and tear. It's also going to create pain. So I'm not saying anybody was ever wrong, but, you know, we've always had advancements. We never had finger grips. Now we have finger grips. We didn't have thumb molds. Now we have thumb molds. We didn't have interchangeable thumbs. Now we have interchangeable thumbs. So there's always rooms, room for making better advancement for fitting the hand and making it better for a player. So, Bill, then let me ask you, is this for someone then who who does have chronic wrist pain or someone who has problems staying behind the ball? Because I know Jeff Riggles did a great blog on the 11thframe.com blog regarding tri-grip and how when you were in Madison, you helped him out with this, and he's actually in the testing stages of some of that thing. So is this fitting for people that maybe have wrist issues, or is it really for anyone? I've basically come to the conclusion it's for anybody. I mean, there's no one grip style or grip layout that's going to satisfy everybody. This is the reason why pro shop operators and technicians in a pro shop need to have access to every type of method because everybody has a different feel. And from uh, what Jeff has told me uh, after he bowled the tournament, he said that, you know, that's he actually didn't have near the pain that he's been dealing with for quite a while. Uh, he did say that he wanted to tweak it a little bit, but just like every grip, you want to kind of play around with it a little bit, see if you can make it a little bit better. And uh, so far, he's he's pretty much convinced that this is going to help him out. So, Bill, if we speak about hand structure, uh, I mean, if even our, our listeners can do this. If you face your palm toward your, hand, toward your head and just look at the structure of your hand, your thumb obviously is offset from the center of your fingers, meaning your middle finger and your ring finger. Now, offsets have been around for decades, but your method expounds upon a simple offset by utilizing your specific pitches and, and some little tweaks here and there. I don't want to divulge too many secrets, but offsets, again, have been around for a while. How did you change the typical offset? Uh, I learned the dimensions of the hand, and I learned uh, the commonalities of the hand. That's what the video is all about. It tells you the commons, but obviously you still need the technician in a pro shop to advance it and you know, have their input as well. But what I learned is that how the hand works on different linear lines than what we knew before. So as we, as I kept progressing, I found that, you know, these certain linear lines that you mess with, they actually control the balance off of the thumb, which I never learned, I never knew until approximately a year and a half ago. Right, and and you and I have been drilling. Ball. I've been drilling balls since 1973. Uh, when did you start drilling, Bill? Uh, I started drilling in 19. Oh my God, 1977. 
Right. So you and I are both older than the hills, yet we still learn things we didn't know prior. And, and that's fine. I mean, like, like you mentioned earlier in the telecast, advancements do come in, in all sports if you really search for them and look for them. But, you know, let's get back to the, the structure of the hand. Is there any hand type that maybe isn't suited for the Bill Hall tri-grip method that pro shop operators should be aware of? Uh, the one that I, the, so far, I've got to be honest, I haven't found any type of structure, you know, that doesn't fit up to this method. Um, anybody that's like, uh, I've even got a couple of players that I teach on the professional level. I'm sure I can't mention their names at this time because they're just playing around with it. But, uh, a couple of players that I've worked with for years on the tour, are now using the tri-grip. And one player in particular just actually asked me how to do it the other day. And he's out on the lanes, from what I understand, in the next couple of days because he's having problems and his hand is beginning to hurt. You know, it's you may not feel it at first, the stress, but like anything, if you sat there and you tapped your fingernail against, against a, a, a desk, you do it enough times. At first, it's not going to hurt. But as you continue you're going to start to feel uh, discomfort. Then you walk away from it for a while, maybe a day or two. You go back and do it again, it's going to be tender again, in a, but in a shorter time. But the more you continuously keep doing that, you're going to end up with a pain in that area because it's taken a beating in a way that it's not supposed to. Right. So, so you're saying... Uh, well, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but again, any repetitive motion can have an effect on, on a hand, regardless of if it's a sport or work environment. Uh, this is designed to primarily relieve pressures or stresses that the wrist or hand would encounter through bowling? Absolutely, and that's what, one of the things that I learned is that, you know, the more you allow the the tendons to line up to their natural direction without manipulation. It allows the hand to be more powerful, to have more leverage with less stress and less effort. And after all, aren't we all looking to have that feeling in a bowling ball? Well, without question. Now, let's say that you drill a tri-grip method for a potential bowler, and, and the fit is money. I mean, it has the correct span. The pitches are comfortable. It lays in the hand like no other ball has ever laid in that bowler's hand. Balls have to have two elements, in my opinion, to be, to be proper or successful. A, they have to feel good, and B, they have to give that bowler the release they're looking for. Is it possible that the tri-grip method can do both, or does it possibly hinder release or change release compared to what a typical, say, T-grip drilling would do? Um, actually, from uh, from the feedback that I'm getting and from what I'm, uh, I completely understand about, it's actually giving people more options with their release. They don't feel like they're trapped in just one way of releasing a bowling ball. So this is uh, something that we've all looked for, but now with the method of the tri-grip, it gives you an, a better option to find a way to uh, be able to uh, create what you want with the bowling ball. Again, joining us on the podcast is Bill Hall. For more on on the uh, the 
method we're talking about, the tri-grip, check out BillHallBowling.com. And what you're probably going to want to do is we have a lot of pro shop operators, a lot of guys like Joe who listen. You're probably going to want to be, if you're just a normal guy like me who bowls league a couple nights a week, you're going to want to direct them to Bill's site, direct them to the podcast, and have them check out Bill's site and, and take a look and, and order the, the tri-grip video, which Bill goes through all in, in great more detail than what we can do. But, Bill, so how have – I know when I was out at Bowl Expo – Stopped by with you. You were very busy. It was, uh, I believe it was a Monday afternoon, and you had people, constant stream of people at the shop. How has this been going over with your customers that you have there at Sunset uh, Station? Well, actually, I'm out at uh, Texas Station. Texas Station, I'm uh, sorry. No problem. Uh, I normally work in there on a Monday and a Tuesday, and I can tell you from the time I opened the door, to the time I close the door, it is nonstop, and there's every single player that is coming in that has been, uh, let's say a more experienced player, is coming in to get the tri-grip method. That's every single one. We, uh, like I was just there last week, uh, and we spent, I spent, uh, I don't know, from, from tw- I opened up a little early because I actually have people calling me for appointments now. They want to come in. They want to get it done. But because it's getting so overwhelming, there's times where, you know, I actually have to create a a time slot for them so that I can do the method properly and make sure that they get the proper attention. So, Bill, I have a question. When a a student or one of your customers comes in by you and you develop or modify their spans and pitches over to the tri-grip method, how commonly do you need to make a subtle adjustment afterwards? Um, since I'm the one that's developed it, it's uh, I only like maybe two out of ten players do I ever have to really make some small adjustments, and they're usually not very big. Usually, it might be a small pitch change. They might feel like they're getting a little too quick out of the thumb or something like that. But uh, eight out of ten are satisfied right away and they continue to convert all their equipment over. But every once in a while you do have a hand that you have to make an adjustment and that's just normal. I mean, there's no ball driller that gets it perfect a hundred percent on every single player. So Bill, let's say that I come up by you, I drive down to Vegas and I have you drill, drill me a, a tri grip ball. What's the first thing that a guy like myself is going to notice when, when I go out and throw the ball? I know it's going to feel different because you kind of laid my hand out on a bowling ball and, and did that visual with me, which is very uh, something everyone should do. But what is something that I'm going to notice right off right out of the gate when, when I go out there and throw that first ball? You're going to notice that you can get the thumb out a lot cleaner and that you can feel more balance of the ball on the bottom part of the hand across all four of the fingertips. And when we have that feeling, we feel like we can do anything with a bowling ball. So potentially rev rates could be increased. Uh, The ball could feel lighter. Uh, Bowlers could possibly manipulate their hand position, say, more readily for changes in axis rotation if they wanted. I mean, there seems to be a lot of benefits and and really no major drawbacks as far as I know or as far as I've heard from other pro shop operators. Uh, Time will tell, Bill, if it, you know, lasts or passes the test of time, but it seems like early indications are that it's going to. It's, It's 
On average, most pay, players pick up a little bit of rev rate. They pick up a little bit of speed. And one of the things, that, you know, is a byproduct of that is you feel like you can be more accurate because you're not trying to manipulate your hand into a grip that actually isn't to the radius of the hand or to the linear lines of the hand. With the advent of tri-grip drilling method, uh, other drilling styles or procedures could come into play as well. Uh, one being the centerline transposition of fingers and thumb. Can that be incorporated into the tri-grip, or are ball drillers better off sticking primarily with your method and your method only? Um, we Believe it or not, we did try combining different types of methods into the tri-grip, and actually we ended up back to square one, so... Uh, as far as I know, I mean, I've tried it. And I've tried done, it, tried to do a CLT or a modified offset or any kind of uh, manipulation to a grip layout, off even off of a T, and using the numbers off of the tri grip. And they did not come out the same. And we spent approximately two weeks, and I don't know how much ball plug, but I know we had to order more. <laughs> Well, that's always a good sign, as long as there's a little profit behind it. Uh, I have a, a couple other questions. Is bridge distance critical in drilling the tri-grip, be it with finger inserts or without? Um, it is critical, but not so much as far as the method of the tri-grip, but mainly to keep your warranty on your bowling ball. I mean, I'm always and always have been for a narrower bridge, uh, but with the you know with the size of the holes for the finger inserts and everything, you know you got to stay within the quarter inch. And um, I try and stay as close to that as possible, and try and not get too wide. Okay, and then my my final question for you on the tri grip, and and this is maybe a little bit of a touchy subject, but I've had a number of. Pro shop operators send me emails asking me questions about it, and obviously, being proprietary information or uh, copyrighted, I'm I'm not going to share your method. But uh, the, the, one of the questions that comes up quite often is, can it be converted to a simple T grip drilling? No, it cannot. And we have we have uh, we have had people try and copy it off of a T grip and. Player has not felt, does not feel the same. I've tried to do it to my own hand, and it did not feel the same. The balances felt like a normal T grip instead of the balances of the tri grip method. Okay, now can you explain why that is? Because, in my opinion, spherical geometry is spherical geometry. But is there something the tri grip takes into account that we're unaware of? It actually takes into account degree of pitch. In other words, what line was that hole drilled on at what pitch? If you put a pitch gauge, and just as an example, it, let's say you put a, drill a hole, a three-quarter inch hole, and you put a quarter reverse and a quarter right in that hole, never putting a line on the ball. You put the pitch gauge in, and turn the pitch gauge and watch how different the pitches are as you make that complete circle. So you have to know what line that pitch was drilled on so you know the degree 
of that pitch. So once you know what line it's drilled on, and you have a good set of pitch gauges, let's say the Jonell pitch gauge, it could be duplicated or, or it can't be duplicated. It cannot be duplicated because the degree of pitch would not match up unless you use the proper layout from the line that it was established on. Okay, well, you know, Bill, I'm a fan of yours and I have utmost respect for you. I will be testing it uh, both, uh, you know, with your method, the T-grip drilling. We're going to see if we can convert it. Uh, I've had high-rev players signed up from my pro shop to test it, some low-rev guys, high-axis rotation, low-axis rotation. Some players that I know love left pitch on the thumb, some love right pitch. And I've got about 15, 16 customers that are anxious to try this and, and, and give me their feedback and input. So we're probably going to want to have you back in, in a month or so or a few weeks and have a follow-up so I can kind of share some of the responses we get. Uh, that would be my pleasure. Great, Bill. And we do want to hit on a, just a few other quick items here, as long as we got you on the line, since I know you're such a busy guy with everything that you're doing. Uh, you recently announced on Facebook that you're coming out with a bowling ball company. So you got the Tri-Grip, and now you're starting a bowling ball company. Do you want to share with our listeners kind of what you can share on that? Well, we're in the very beginning stages. We're actually kind of held up by paperwork at the moment uh, because we trademarked the name, and uh, it's going to be a very unique name. And as it's released, uh, it will make a lot of sense to people why we had to tra trademark it. Uh, but we're in the very beginning stages. We're going to be combining, or let's just say blending, a little bit of old school with a little bit of modern technology to bring to people something very unique. Uh, I've had some ideas for many years. I actually tested a few of them years back. Uh, the cover stocks now allow what I wanted to do then to be even more effective now. And uh, one of them is going to be something that I actually designed on the side when I was working with Hammer and at the, uh, the original Hammer company, not the company that now is owned by Ebonite. Uh, I did a, a side test. They sent me a ball and I did some things to it. And it really rolled clean then. And we just recently, because it's something I can do without having to go through a major production, we just redid it not too long ago and just off of a ball off the shelf. And uh, let me tell you, it's a unique idea, and it's actually very dr driller-friendly. So, Bill, as you know, maybe you don't know, but I'm a ball guy, and anything about bowling balls kind of intrigues me or excites me, but... Are you going to be adjusting or modifying cover response time in your line? Uh, are you going to be changing cores from symmetrics to asymmetrics? Um, or are there any other tricks that you maybe have up your sleeve that you can kind of share with our listeners? Well, right now I actually have hired my own chemist. Uh, I went back and got in touch with, and I can't divulge the name at this point, but I got in touch with a chemist that I dealt with before, uh, we found a few things that we think is missing in the, in the more, uh, common bowling ball, I guess you could say, or marketed bowling ball right now. And we're going to be definitely controlling a little bit more of the, of the friction and how the friction reacts. 
And also, uh, the core designs are going to be very, very unique. Uh, we have to use some of the technology that's out there right now because, you know, not everybody's going to look for the very unique. Uh, you need to have a, a reaction uh, designed of a reaction that people can be aware of and, and be familiar with. But we're also going to have some that are beyond what people have seen. So possibly something new and exciting in the ball marketplace, which we really haven't seen too much of since, I would think, the late 90s when there was particle cover stacks incorporated. Uh, are you thinking of developing any new type cover formulation? Uh, we are definitely working on both sides. We have um, a new cover stock that uh, we've actually nicknamed uh, SSC. And we call it that because it's called the super secret cover stock. We've kind of been playing around with a little bit, and I'm waiting for the next batch of test materials. And also, even in the core design, it's going to be very, very unique. Well, Bill, on that note, we're going to leave it at that. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Again, for more information on the Tri-Grip, and as Bill uh, starts to release more and more information about uh, his bowling ball company, check out BillHallBowling.com. We're going to have a link to that as well right here on the, uh, on the, in the description of the podcast. And, Bill, like Joe said, we need to have you back. Let's give it maybe six weeks. Get, let this get out there because you're all over the place going around and, and promoting this. And, Joe, you're going to have your people up there in Wisconsin testing it. I know we're going to have a bunch of people testing it all over the states. And then let's come back and, and see once how things go. I know the folks at, at Bowling Chat have been, been getting into the, the fray on this, and there's going to be some folks on there that also are going to be testing it. So let's all everyone kind of test it and then come back. And, and uh, Bill, we'd love to catch back up with you. It would be my pleasure. And I really thank you both very much for having me on the show again. Bill, I'd like to thank you as well, and, and I will share one little tidbit on the tri-grip drillings that I've drilled for myself. Uh, it is extremely comfortable, and the ball does lay and balance in the hand better than any drilling I've used over the last few years. So I, I really think you, you're on to something here, and uh, I, hope, I hope and wish you continued success with it. Well, I appreciate it, and believe it or not, I'm still looking at updating what I've already put out there, because as you get more massive people, you will find uh, improvements to the technique, and every person shop that has purchased the video will be included in the updates once I complete them. For Tim Berg, Joe Sarar, Bill Hall, good luck and good bowling.